Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Anthony, alongside the best Big Three account in the universe, Big Three News, a.k.a. my guy, Will. How's it going, Will? Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, it's been one heck of a roller coaster of a week, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for Anthony, for you know, for a couple of things that's been going on. And then, uh, you know, I will say I was a pretty, you know, I was never crazy into stocks, but I sort of got into a little <laughs> bit of the mania. Mm-hmm. This uh, Same. in the later part of this week, and oh my gosh, I I'm starting to regret everything, but in a way, you know, I've never felt more alive. So I'm excited to see what happens after this weekend. Yeah, same here. Uh, it's gonna be an interest. It's been an interesting ride. It's gonna be an interesting end resolution if if it does come to a close here soon. But appreciate everyone who's tuning back into another edition of the Fourth Man. We. I have a great show for you guys today. I think this is the first time in back-to-back episodes where we've had, you know, pretty big news from a big three perspective. So that's really exciting here. And an awesome interview on the back half of this episode. Before we get into some of that news, as always, if you want to find the show on social media or you want to find our personals at Fourth Man Pod, at Big Three News, at A underscore Siggy. You can also watch the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Fourth Man Pod. If you like the show, please subscribe, leave some comments and some feedback. And for those of you tuning in on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel on this lovely Saturday, we appreciate you guys as always. Or if you're a first-time listener, appreciate you tuning in. This is a perfect time for you to tune in because things are ramping up. And let's just get right into it. Big news from our one of the co-founders, Ice Cube. He was on the Dan Cilio show, I guess, earlier this week. And, you know, for us, our eyes just like light up when we hear big, when we hear big three talk with one of the co-founders on any kind of podcast and, and really released, you know, some, I would say, I guess some good news, or it could even be some concerning news. I mean, for me, I was, I was a little concerned up front. Yeah. So Ice Cube says on the Dan Celio show, he said the league is looking to play in one centralized location for the 2021 season, like a bubble. And then they're, they're still expecting to come back, figuring out some logistics to tip off in 2021. And with that, they're looking to return in 2022 to 10 locations. So initially hearing this, I'm like, oh, yes, this is awesome. Like the league is coming back in 2021. I'm excited. But after thinking about it and, you know, having some time to, to go back and listen, you know, the fact that they're still figuring out logistics brought a little bit of concern to my attention. Mm. I don't know about you, though. I mean, I don't know about concerns. I have no idea what it's like to, to <laughs> plan a league, you know? So, in all honesty, you know, planning out logistics, what does that mean, right? Are they really planning out logistics or is that, does that, is that just, you know, uh, rich person talk for, you know, we're not ready to tell everything yet. Sure. You know, we're still figuring things out and I don't want to, you know, be cold with my foot in my mouth. So, I'm just going to, leave it at we're still figuring things out but listen i'm glad that they at least have a concrete plan that this thing is going to be yes. in a bubble so yes. now guys who are you know we keep on saying a bubble right but it's yeah. not really going to be a bubble bubble it's going to be because i feel like when people think of a bubble they think of the nba bubble and that mm-hmm. was like you know locked down nobody <laughs> in nobody out you know and yeah. i don't think it's going to be like this i mean they're expecting fans right so it can't be yeah. that much of a bubble um so I think it's probably going to be, you know, we talked about this, we theorized this, you know, the schedule we always said is probably gonna be somewhere where they can allow fans. Mm-hmm. So this bubble is going to be somewhere where they can allow fans and it's going to be there for, you know, I think one of the biggest factors that we're going to have to figure out is length of time. How long are, is this yes. season going to be? I personally think it's probably, or they should make it shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think the other thing too is, you know, all right, so now who's in, who's out. You know, yes. we know that instead of just now, all right, well, you have to dedicate a couple weekends in the summer to this. Now it's going to be, you're going to have to dedicate, you know, probably at least a month of your mm-hmm. summer to playing the big three. So is that a, 
you know, is that a game changer for somebody? Is that a, is that a deal breaker? And it's going to be interesting to see who says yes, who says no. Yeah. So here's the intriguing part to all of this. When they say logistics, I think it's interesting because they do have some sort of concrete plan. Like you said, it could just be talk for, you know, PR talk for, we're not really sure all, you know, the whole plan, but we have an idea of where we're going. And why I find it interesting is because we recently heard Joe Johnson say he, he's still waiting to see what kind of news the big three drops. That's true. You know, we, we, you just said on last week's episode that Will Bynum said, you know, number seven's on point. These are, you know, small speculations and small converse, like, you know, small things that I feel like are, could be alluding to the fact that maybe they know something, maybe even a little something, but with all that being said, you know, excitement, concern, uh, intrigue. I think the best part is they have some kind of plan for 2021 and even better that they have um, a plan for 2022 with at least 10 locations, which, well, which is huge. Yeah. And to even to add to that, what you said, you know, if we're talking about Instagram comments, I do have to say when the news was first announced and I broke it on Instagram, mm-hmm. one of the people who originally commented was our guy, Shaney, who, does the big three please and you know right. we're both uh, very in touch with Janie and he commented and he says you know I don't know how to feel about this and he said my takeaway is I think we're going to see a lot of young guys and a lot of the older retired guys are going to stay away from this Could and, be. You know, so that, that's his perspective and I commented on that and I said I said it depends I said that's absolutely something that we could see I said but what I think that they should do to sort of keep some of those old retired guys is they need to shorten the season play a couple times a week. So instead of an eight to 10 week uh, season, it's only a four to five week. And yeah. so who liked that response? Joe Johnson. That's good. And I think that's just another, another thing that could be alluding to maybe they know a little bit more than they're, than they're putting off, but here's something too with that. I mean, this is a league about player empowerment. No one emphasizes that more than the big three in terms of professional basketball, fireball, three leagues. So when the big three is coming to the decision, in my mind, I got to think like there's got to be some say from the players when they're talking about this. You know, obviously the co-founders and and some of the people on the board are going to have some say into what's really going to happen. And, and, you know, the original concrete idea. But I have to imagine in a league of player empowerment, they're going to be trying to get some ideas from the players. Hey, would this be my- the more suitable yeah. for you. Hey, should we play twice a week? And so we can shorten the season. You're not maybe stuck in this one area for long periods of time. Yeah. Well, there is the board, right? I know, I don't know yeah. the current members of the board, but I know at least in season three, it was basically all like the OG captains. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it was Kenya Martin, Steven Jackson, uh, Jermaine, Jermaine O'Neal. O'Neal. Yeah. And I, I forget uh, who the other ones were off just off the top of my head, but you know, I think uh, JYD was another one, but you know, so I don't know what exactly that board looks like. I, you know, the, their leadership structure isn't really something that's very public. So I, I don't know the decision. I would have to imagine that they got at least some player feedback before making that decision. But if I'm being honest with you, from everything that I've heard, you know, and these are from draftees, captains, co-captains, nobody knew if the league was going on. And that yeah. was, you know, last month. Mm-hmm. So I, Although I do agree with you, you know, maybe a few guys, maybe those individuals had some idea or it was getting approval from them, but I don't know if I'm ready to fully agree with that statement there. You know, I do Fair. agree with the broader statement that yes, it's, they're big into player empowerment and things like that, but I got to disagree. I think, you know, to be honest with you, I, I think Ice Cube saying that on the Dan Celio show and then us posting about it was probably the first time a lot of these guys were hearing it because I will say when I posted that, I'm like, it'll be interesting to see what type of people what type of responses get and i got a lot of likes from players um usually a little bit more so than usual more than just you know the average highlighter you know the average graphic this got a lot of more attention so i'd have to imagine that this made the rounds uh, around you know group chats or things like that sure maybe so i I definitely agree with that i think it's a fair statement that hey maybe they were in the unknown and ultimately i'm hoping this isn't the news that jeff k was talking about uh, in November, you know, I hope this wasn't the big secret because this isn't giving us, you know, too much more excitement. But yeah, with them, you know, having some logistics in play or trying to figure everything out, I'm still questioning. Like, is this going to be something that is still in the summer? Yes, I think I, so. I, I, w- I would think yes, but now I'm thinking like it's either they're trying to fit this all in within a month, 
kind of similar to like the G League bubble, where they're just February and March championship, beginning of March, start the league in early February. But um, it's interesting. I don't know how far along in the process they are, but it it's exciting in terms of like they've come out and said they're expecting to play in 2021. And, you know, we're really not in a position where we're going to be like, oh, uh, we, we don't believe you. I mean, we have we have nothing but excitement for for anything, any kind of news or any kind of yeah. like news alluding to the fact that they're going to return. So um, we'll just continue to keep an eye out for that. Obviously, big three news always, always has this covered in all aspects. And we'll hey, just, man, I mean, listen, we'll see. Right? <laughs> Who knows? For sure. Well, one guy who said that he's committed to the big three is reigning big three MVP and Joe Johnson, who seems like anytime there's somehow some way to play basketball, Joe Johnson's name is entered into the ring. Recently was announced that he'll be playing for Team USA next month alongside veteran NBA guard Isaiah Thomas and another guy that we've been pleading for to play in the big three. Uh, they're going to be playing for Team USA next month in San Juan, Puerto Rico, for the America Cup. He was a second NBA vet. I mean, are we, at this point, it's just like if there's some kind of basketball game or league that Joe Johnson's able to play in, we should expect to see his name in there. Or well, see I, I will say in. this. It's like, you know, growing up in church, you're going to Sunday school, right? They always <laughs> okay. taught us that, you know, if more than one person is praying, Jesus is present. I don't know if, if they uh, – I, I don't know if they said the same sentence for you, Anthony, but that's at least always what I was told. And so I would have to imagine that the same is with Joe Johnson, right? If more than one person is playing basketball somewhere, yeah. Joe Johnson is aware of it or he's like, he's on his way. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's the same thing really. And so this is huge news, right? So it's the America cup in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. It's going to be taking place. I think what next month, right? Yeah. Next month. Yeah, so it's him, it's Joe Johnson, it's Isaiah Thomas, it's a couple other, you know, players. I don't know how they fill out that roster, but, you know, I'm excited. Anytime Joe Johnson's playing, you know, I'm excited. Rooting for him always. And I think, and here's me speculating again, you know, I'll never get out of speculation season until I have some concrete answers. But playing alongside a guy who we wanted to play in the big three, Isaiah Thomas, I mean, let's just say some news drops while they're in Puerto Rico together. Hey, big three's coming back. Hey, you should play in it. That'd be cool. I mean, you don't have to, but you know, if if I'm a, I'm captain, you know, if you're in the player pool, you don't become a captain, co-captain. I draft you, you know, just small talk. Well, I mean, I will say this, Anthony, you know what this kind of reminds me of on almost a smaller scale, you know, as, as lifelong Nets fans, you and I both are, you know, one of the biggest things about Kyrie and KD's relationship formed and DeAndre Jordan as well in those Olympic teams. True. And they said yes. during that bonding period together, that like, we're going to play there. So could something similar happen between Joe Johnson and Isaiah Thomas? That's very They're interesting. They're playing together. You know, I, I don't know what their past relationship is. You know, they're sort of, uh, I'm sure there was some overlap, but really sure. when I think of Isaiah Thomas's time in the NBA, I feel like it was maybe a little bit after Joe Johnson's time. Uh, maybe they overlapped a little bit, but, you know, so I think maybe they're playing together. And then exactly what you said, maybe news breaks or, you know, uh, Jeremy Pargo calls uh, <laughs> Joe Johnson. He's like, Hey, like, you know, we're thinking of changing the colors for triplets or like whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And then I say something like, Oh, who are you talking to? He's like, Oh yeah. And we're just getting this thing right for the big three. Oh yeah, that's right. You, you pulled out the big three. How is that? And then Joe's gonna be like, Oh, it's great. I love it. You know, things like that. I say, Tom's like, huh. You know, you, he Intriguing. had a tryout for the Pistons. Yeah, because of his stuff, or because of Joe Johnson and who Joe Johnson is, but really, what you know, what helped him out was the stuff that he did in the Big Three. And Isaiah Thomas might mm-hmm. like that spark a little bit, and he's like, you know what, maybe this might be the next best place for me. So, you know, I don't yeah. know. It'd be interesting to see. It, I it would be very intriguing on a number of levels to see Isaiah Thomas in the Big Three. Both oh yeah, reputation and everything, but you know, there really isn't anyone like him yeah. in the big three. I mean, the closest might be like Frank Nitty, maybe. And that's just talking about just like off size, but Isaiah Thomas is still significantly a smaller, more traditional like point guard. 
Yeah, you know? a very physical league and a league where, yeah. you know, you're on a lot of one-on-one island situations playing mm-hmm. defensively. I mean, that... so, I mean, he did it in the NBA and, you know, there are big guys in the NBA, but, you know, I don't know. It, it, it'd be very interesting. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm just very interesting to see what I actually am pretty confident that he would be able to figure it out. What would you say? I maybe just... more like like a Will Bynum? Like, I mean, that's okay. Yeah, you know what? That's a good one. Like a Nate Robinson as well. You know, oh, yeah, I don't know yeah, why yeah. I forgot about Nate Robinson, but no, but you're right. Absolutely. Um, well, so I, I, I don't know. I would have to say, and for those of you watching on YouTube, you get the luxury of seeing this, but this is probably my favorite part of the post, seeing <laughs> Joe Johnson and a Captain America suit. And even Joe liked it. He said, I like it. He's got, yeah. he's got the laughing emojis on there. And that, that's, that's great. Great Photoshop skills there. Thank you. Thank you. Team USA guy. And we're excited to see him. Hopefully we get a chance to, you know, somehow stream it or, I hope so. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It. Because it, it, it's at this point, it's just, you know, for us, we always support all the big three guys, but mm-hmm. it feels like more and more we're supporting Joe because he is that guy playing in every league, it seems like. So well, let's, let's do this well. In the spirit of supporting big three guys, congratulations to Carlos Boozer on opening his tropical smoothie. Congratulations. Yes, 100%. That, that was big. I mean, I, I feel like... I love I tropical like smoothie. I do too. I was going to say for Carlos Boozer and Nate Robinson, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of big three guys who are, are doing other things outside of basketball. But I feel like the, the two guys I've seen at least recently have been those two, the, the team holdout yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, congrats to Boozer opening the tropical smoothie, big fan of their stuff. And, you know, it, don't know if he's going to return to the big three, maybe bring some kind of marketing aspect to it, but I, maybe. I hope that's successful and everything. everything maybe well. everyone, maybe like if you hold a team to under 30, everyone gets smoothies. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be cool. crazy that would that would or, actually be crazy that'd be you hit enough crazy. four pointers every four pointer oh wow certain yeah, like section a, a maybe coupon. gets like yeah that that would be kind of crazy hey you know just saying this is a, a marketing tool this, that this you is could free use marketing be, material yeah exactly. Right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly so um you know we'll see how all that plays out but congrats to you know former ghost baller and and, and power guy and hopefully we get to see him play back in the big three it felt like last year or 2019 when he's playing for power was just a different boozer than we saw yeah. in 2018. So I want to see him come back. I would love to see him and Nate play again, but that would be cool. Yeah. You feel like that's where it's heading, right? I mean, Jermaine yeah. O'Neal, we don't know what his status is. His status was up in the air two years ago. We don't know where it is now. Uh, so tri-state needs sort of that presence next to Amari Stoudemire. So you, you feel like that's kind of where it's heading, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it looks like we're heading on to the right track just in terms of when we'll find out more Big 3 news. Like I said, back-to-back episodes for the first time in a while where we've had significant news alluding to the fact that there's something on the horizon where the Big 3 is going to come back into play in the 2021 season, and we're close to finding out. And as always, we'll continue to update as we learn more. And I will say this, I, I before we uh, end this or at least we end this first half, I do have to say this. Um, I have to give a shout out to uh, Hoop Ball Nets. Mm. Hoop, Hoop Ball Nets was a podcast that I was recently on, and um, it's a Nets, po- a Nets podcast first and foremost. So we talked a lot of, uh, you know, Harden, KD, Kyrie, and all that stuff. But they were actually very curious about the big three. Mm. Um, They're both fans of the big three. So I was talking to them sort of about their experiences. And, you know, we actually really – sort of diverged a lot into that and like Joe Johnson and, and the fourth man podcast. So they really showed us a lot of love. So I got to show Hoopball Nets a ton of love. So if you are 100%. interested in the Brooklyn Nets, if you're looking for an NBA podcast, you know, those guys, we had a great time on that podcast. So Hoopball Nets are the guys you got to check out. hundred percent. And they, I'm assuming same social media and everything as well, right? Yes. Hoopball yes, Nets. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Check that out. If you're interested in basketball or hearing another Brooklyn big three take, uh, you know, none more interesting. You haven't heard than, enough. I was going to say, none more interesting than with our guy Will here. So, <laughs> <laughs> always freaking the intrigue to the table, you know. Uh, that being said, we appreciate everyone tuning into the first half. I think that's all of the news we have for this week. However, we have a great interview on the back half of this a big three prospect, first splash of 2021. That's true. And NBA veteran Bond Waver. Von Wafer, I should say, the Dutch cookie. Appreciate him coming on. We talked a lot about his career and him gearing up to play in the big three once it returns. So that being said, appreciate everyone who tuned in and let's get to the Von Wafer interview. 
Today, we're pleased to welcome on NBA veteran and now big three prospect, Bond Wafer. Appreciate you coming on, man, and joining us and, and chopping it up with us. How's everything going for you in the new year? Oh, man, first off, I appreciate y'all for having me and letting me get on the platform. That's that's real to a fellow like me, but everything's been good, man. I've just been cool and just been grinding, just trying to elevate mentally, physically, and spiritually. Another day, another dollar. Just trying to get better. Nice, nice. So, you know, the you just started that Instagram account. One of the first things you said was you had a couple of resolutions that you wanted to start. But the biggest thing I feel like that I took away from it was that getting back in the swing of things, you want to play professionally again. Ultimately, was there something in 2020 that led to that decision and, and you just wanted to start the new year fresh with something to kind of grind for? Man, you know, I've been on the grind for the last three years. I, I never, the passion never left for me to not want to play professionally. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just a matter of getting that call. But, you know, I've just been trying to stay on the grind, stay focused. You know, it's my childhood dream. I know that these are the, my best years in my prime. I can't play forever. So I'm just um, just ready for whatever opportunity when it presents itself. That's about it. So, so what about, uh, so our relationship sort of started where uh, you reached out to me about playing in the big three. What was it about that league specifically that interested you man I've been watching you know from afar and I see how big you know how big the the league has gotten and I see the I see the uh, potential in it it's it's elevating you know what I mean I had an opportunity to play the first year but I dropped the ball on it to be real about it I should have um I should have followed through on it you know I was going to try to play but a few things happened but the league is just keep getting it just keeps growing and growing and I'm like man you know then they'll shake for me. Let me just see what's happening with it. No doubt. And what do, what do you feel like about the league interests you, you know, even more now? I mean, like, what is kind of the preparation that goes into, you know, potentially playing in the big three or even getting ready for that combine? Man, like, I mean, I hold myself to a high standard. I believe I have a little bit of OCD. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be, I'm going to be ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm in great shape right now, but, that ain't good enough. I, I want to, when I hit that floor, I want them to know, you know, this guy's got game. And the thing that interests me the most and that has my juices flowing is they're letting younger people come in. So I know the competition is going to be, it's going to be good. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. young no more. I'm older. So I know those young guns, they're going to be out there. They're going to be out there at my neck. So I think about that every day and I'm just motivated. And so now we you know, we can talk about the big three all day, but I guess I want to take a little bit of a step back first. Where did your relationship with basketball begin? Man, my relationship with basketball, it began as soon as I could remember. You know, I was shooting a little sock in a little like a uh, trash, like a little um, clothes pamper. My mom said I used to be doing that all night long. I guess that's where I learned how to shoot at, but that I've been I've been passionate about the game ever since I can remember since you know I had memory I don't even know like <laughs> never I could think I was playing basketball whenever I gained consciousness that's awesome <laughs> I wish my parents gave me that same vote of confidence I did the same thing but I would do like paper towels balled up after I used them and like kind of wet it a little bit in the trash can and I, I used to <laughs> man I used to take like 10 pair of socks and just roll them up <laughs> Yeah, I never got good at it. I'm still doing it, still working on my shot today. <laughs> so that's the difference between you and I. <laughs> Keep working on it, man. You'll get it. Get it. So obviously had a lot of success, you know, within basketball, longtime NBA vet. You played overseas for a lot of years. In preparation for this, what I found really interesting was during your stop with the Boston Celtics, you actually, you know, play with a lot of guys that have played in the big three. Uh, just to name a few, Nate Robinson, Jermaine O'Neal, Carlos Arroyo, uh, Chris Johnson, you know, and then there was a lot of other, you know, interesting names on that roster. But do you have any stories from that time during the Celtics or anything that mm. you re you remember from your professional career that you're just like really like to reminisce on? It's crazy you said um, Boston Celtics because, you know what I mean? I was just blessed with a lot of athletic ability. I didn't mentally really know how to play the game. I just tried to just run faster than the man or just jump higher. But when I went to Boston, you know what I'm saying? I really learned about work ethic because I saw Ray Allen every day 
and I just was sitting back looking. I'm like, I'm not doing nowhere near. I ain't putting in nowhere near that kind of work. So that's kind of where I started to learn about work ethic and why I kind of started to put it in my game. And and I just, I ain't looked back since. Ray gave me a lot of jewels. I learned a lot of, I learned the most that year from just Ray just talking to me every day and just sitting back and watching those guys and how they conducted themselves, how they carried themselves. You know, we didn't win that year. You know, KG got, you know, we had a few injuries. Rondo got hurt and you know what I'm saying? But just watching them, I see why they were always in the um, in the race for the championship. They, they came with it every day, you know what I mean? And you mentioned Ray Allen. Were there any other vets or was there a particular vet during your career? It didn't have to be in Boston in any stop that someone that stands out for you, maybe a mentor or just someone that really helped elevate your game? I had to give it to, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect to all the other vets, you know what I'm saying? But I had to give it to Yao Ming and Ray Allen. Yao Ming work ethic is it's unreal, man. Like I, I I didn't I didn't really like understand. I thought I was working hard until I played with Yao Ming. I Yao Ming work ethic on another level. And Ray Allen's work ethic is, you know, I hate to compare the two, but they I'm just gonna say their their work ethic is 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 above is above the rest. And if you don't, if you if you're not working, they're gonna make you look bad. They're gonna make you feel bad. So you got to step up when you're on the team with guys like that. But those two guys stand out for me for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And they they had great careers. And and I'm sure it's a little hard to sometimes find that balance between you know doing enough, but also enjoying your life like outside of basketball like balancing the two like even referring back to that Celtics team I mean we didn't even talk about some of the other characters on there you had Shaq Big Baby you know you mentioned Rondo KG but you know within that times or within all those times like where did you see how they were able to like or were you able to experience how they balanced you know their home life and their work life and and do you take that into or implement that into you know your J-Life now when you're in preparation? Man, that's something I'm learning how to do to this day because, like, man, I'm a competitor. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I had to catch myself. I'll be, like, walking out in public, and it's like a dude. Like, I'll be trying to race a dude to get to the to the spot of racing. <laughs> so I'll be having to catch myself because I'm the ultimate competitor. Competitor. I can't even say that I mastered that. I'm, I'm learning, man. It's It's different. It's, it's definitely, that's a great question because it's definitely a difference and I'm still learning how to balance it. That's an unbelievable question, man. It's, it's crazy you asked that. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I'm dealing with that right now, trying to figure out how to how to balance that. I don't really, I don't really quite know. And then here's a question too, something that I was always curious about. For a guy like yourself who has that NBA experience and then they go overseas to a team like Shanghai or, you know, be it wherever, you know, how are perception of guys maybe are from China or, or who are local guys and then an NBA guy comes in, how is that sort of perceived within the organization? Is there sort of a level of expectations on yourself or somebody who's coming from the NBA? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of pressure on you when you go to China. You know what I'm saying? It's, they don't really, people don't really talk about that, but you know, it's, 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 it's huge pressure. It's big pressure. If you don't perform, you're going to get sent home. It's just, it's just, that's just the way it is. You know, I played there. I seen a lot of guys come and go. If you don't perform, if you don't perform under those lights, you're going to get, you're going to get sent home. But with that, they're going to give you every opportunity to be successful. The um, local players, they're going to, they're going to give you the ball. They're going to try to, they're going to put you in a position to succeed. It's just up to you. So it's it's a it's a dope experience. I kind of missed it because I'm it, everything was on my shoulders in China. You know what I mean? They they put the ball in my hand. Listen, take us to the take us to where we need to go. So they lean on you a lot. They believe in you. If you come through, good. If not, like man, it could it could be you could go home. Well, I've seen some of those highlights of you over there. It definitely <laughs> looks like you came through. It looks like you know, I mean, a man amongst boys. Some of those those shots and those uh, you know drives that you made. So, I just I just try <laughs> to put the work in, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm 
Thank you, man. I just felt yeah, like of course. Well, it's interesting you say that because last week we had on Mo Creek, who's overseas right now, overseas vet. Uh, you know, been playing for like seven years, and we were talking about chemistry. You know how it can be tough if you're moving from one country to another each year and trying to to bond with those guys. Do you feel like China was like the place with the most immense pressure, or do you feel like you know there was some other countries like that? Because he was telling me that sometimes they'd come in and want to sacrifice, and other times they'd be like, "Man, this is our country. You know, we we want to be able to represent our country within our teams." Um, yeah. You know what I mean? They 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 you know what I'm saying? They're, they're men at the end of the day. They don't want, mm -hmm. you know, they want to, you know, they want to contribute. You know what I'm saying? They want to show that they worked on their game. You know, sure. you know this is any kind of man. I don't, I, if we're in China, Spain or wherever, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they don't want to just let somebody come in and do everything. You know, I would feel the same way. Sure. So it's definitely, I think it's just pride thing. They don't want to just, you know what I'm saying? They want to, contribute I think that's all that was you know what I'm saying yeah I think I mean I think that's you know we see that in the NBA too it's just hard sometimes to sacrifice when you got a group so, of guys it is you know what I'm saying it is it is it's definitely it. you got to have 15 guys to buy in to win the championship some guys role might be to wave the towel some guys role might be to come in and hit threes some guys roles might be to rebound everybody's got to buy in for sure China is just, and another thing too, you got to understand like some of those guys are legends over there. So they don't want to come in the game and just score two points or something. True. These dudes, they're like heroes over there. So, yeah. You know, they, they're playing for something too, so. Makes sense. Yeah. Are there any are there any differences to the sport depending where you are in the world? And so like, I know there's different rule sets and things that they have, like for instance, right? So I'm a big soccer guy. So I know, you know, universally when people think of German soccer, it's much more technical. In South America, it's a lot more flashy and, you know, maybe guys are just, it's like a track meet. Uh, but when you go from China back to America or in Spain, do you notice maybe any technical or concrete differences within the sport? Yeah. This is gonna sound crazy, but I'm I'm pretty sure somebody from China said this, but it's actually easier for me in the NBA than it was in China. You know what I'm saying? The game in China is more physical, like, and it's it's like, it's 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 physical. If you can't shoot, you're not gonna be able to play in China. And overseas, overseas is is more like college. You know what I'm saying? You got to play together. You can't be out there on that one on one. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely different, different tempos, different, um, I, I mean, different, different gameplay, different strategies involved with each league. Like Puerto Rico is more wide open. Like, you know what I'm saying? They kind of let you do your thing, get in your bag. But the NBA to me was easy. Like that was, the, I, all I had to do was stay away from y'all. <laughs> It's like they're going to double team them. So <laughs> throwing the ball, throwing it out, I'm either wide open or somebody's closing out. But in China, I might have one time I was playing and they had like a box triangle and two. I don't know what they was playing. It was like <laughs> and one dude waiting for me after half court. So I'm like, dang, it just depends on what league you're in. But it's definitely different styles for each league in each country for sure. Yeah, and I know the big three really touts itself as being, you know, half court three three more physical, old school style of play. So would you say that your time in China and the success you've had in those leagues just better prepares you for an opportunity in the big three? Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think the big three is, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to um, be prepared to guard bigger guys. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, it's like the, the Chinese thing. I don't want nobody just dogging me in the post. But the big three is going to present problems like that. I'm going to have to be ready for that if I do get to play. I know it's going to be more like schoolyard with skill, like schoolyard, but crazy skill level. So it's not like you just guarding a guy that can't shoot. You at the park playing. This guy can back you down. This guy can shoot. This guy got all kind of moves. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I, I feel like I can adjust my game in any any kind of situation, but... I definitely took. I definitely have been taking notes and been watching film and studying how it goes. I see. I see what's going on out there. 
Man, that's awesome. It's definitely, it's definitely a grown man. It's, it's a grown man game. You can't, no little boys can't come to the big three. Yeah, I mean, they're looking to expose anybody they can, you know, especially. That's what I'm saying. And you, you, is nowhere to hide out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's only three, y'all. It's not five. So, yeah. You're, well, not, holding, you're not holding your own. You're going to get exposed. <laughs> Hundred percent, and you know they're bringing in a lot of younger guys. We've talked, we've talked with a few big three guys, and I feel like the biggest thing for them has been experience. You know, not just in the big three, but also the NBA as well. Kind of know what to bring. But uh, in preparation for the big three, you know, you talk about how you're going to have to defend. Maybe some guys more physically stronger. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of isolation, so it might just be you and the guy in front of you. So, like in your daily life, like you know, what's kind of a, a normal day look like for you in preparation? You know, to play in the big <laughs> three. I mean. So. <laughs> Even anything else professionally. Yo, like, I'm going to just be real. People kind of think I'm crazy. My day is just like, yo, my day is I stay in the house with my dog all day and go to the gym. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, I go to Whole Foods, the gym, and home with my dog. You know what I mean? I'm really, I'm really into the working out and um, healthy healthy movement or whatever you want to call it. I, I take it, I take it real serious. I just been off the scene for three years. So, you know, but my day is basic gym, whole foods, back to the crib with the dog. Love it. That's been for the last two, three years. That's the best <laughs> companion right there. Man, <laughs> I, about, I had to, <laughs> that's why I invested. It was a smart investment because I was having trouble dealing with humans so like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been the best investment and you can learn a lot from them you just sure. sit back and watch. it's been a great investment for real if y'all don't have a dog man you might want to look into it nah i have one because some, yeah, some of my best nights yeah some of my best nights i've been just coming home and being like oh i don't have to worry about friends like your man. girl or anything like it's just a dog and the and best part is they don't say anything you, back you, Jumping on you when you get yeah, always excited. Your biggest fan. It's crazy. Biggest support system. It's crazy. So you said you've been taking notes on the big three. You've been doing your due diligence ahead of this draft process. Is there any uh, specific team or a player, let's say a coach that you really admired? You know, somebody you're like, wow, it'd be really nice to put on a jersey and play with or play for them. Um, you know what I mean, man. It. I really like, you know what I'm saying, Joe Joe Johnson, because he's 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 gonna be a matchup nightmare in the big three. You know what I'm saying? Playing off somebody like that because you're not gonna really have nobody to be able to guard him. To be honest, you know, to be real, because he's too tall, too skilled. You know what I'm saying? And he can shoot like it's. He don't really have a weakness in his game. The only weakness in his game is that he may be older, but still though, he's still. He's still ISO Joe, you know what I'm saying? It'll be easy to play with somebody like that because you're not going to be able to help because I'm, you know, I mean, I believe that I'm going to knock it down. I'm going to be able to score. But um, I really, it really don't matter to me, though, to be honest, though. You know, I just want to be on a good team. You know what I mean? I don't have to score that many points. I'd rather win. Like, I don't want to go out there and go crazy killing. I just want to play, play with a team that play together and that's hard to guard hard to beat and we in championship competition to be real with you. But whoever team Joe's on, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, no doubt. Are there guys, I know you've been off the scene for a few years, but are there guys that you still keep in touch with like in the league that, you know, you maybe talked with uh, just to get their, their feedback? Man, I'm going to be real with you. This game, like, you know what I mean? Out of sight, out of mind. But like, I was surprised one time I hit Ray Allen up on the DM, like, and he hit me back. So I gotta give, I gotta give Ray, um, I gotta salute. Cause that was, that I wasn't even expecting that. I told him that I said, you real for that. That's solid, awesome. but that's pretty much it. Dope, dope. Well, maybe you can, maybe you can sell it, right? Maybe you could be like, hey, Ray and I are a package deal. <laughs> so <laughs> you tell teams like, you bring me, I'm bringing Ray Allen. <laughs> He'll be a problem, like, cause, that dude, man, man, it's crazy. It's, I know he can still put up. I believe he can still average, man, ten to fifteen points in the NBA right now. Probably more than that. Yeah, for real. 
just because he 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 don't he can run and shoot like he does you know what I'm saying that they you can always use that <laughs> yeah especially like imagine like those four point shots like him playing in that I mean you know what I'm saying like you're going crazy and he can post you so like yeah definitely Ray man come on let's go get it let's get it <laughs> yeah I love it <laughs> let's get it I love it too I mean you think of it too like Ray Allen like his game is just like it's timeless like tailored for any league and it's timeless mm-hmm. that's the perfect yeah. word like he can play in any league. He can play on any team. You can put him in any situation. He doesn't need the ball. Like, that's that's a perfect. Yeah. Like, you think of it, like, one of the biggest shots of his, not just his career, but in the NBA history, you know, against Miami in game six, it came in the twilights of his career. You yeah. know, when, guy, when most guys would be thinking about, you know, packing it up, he's hitting one of the biggest shots ever. That shot. The shot wasn't even an impressive thing. Like it was just not looking down at the three point line. <laughs> yeah. Knowing where you're at. That it's was crazy. Just, yeah. With what was on the line. You know what I'm saying? Like I seen him do it every day though. So it probably was nothing to him. But to the naked eye, just looking at it, it was something to see. But he's done that a million times. So to him it's just it's just work like and- work. And when you know, and I didn't really anticipate getting into this, but if you, when you know someone like, or when you know Ray, right, and then you see that shot, I don't know if you saw that live or just, you know, everyone's seen that shot, you know, is it just, and clearly the admiration that you have for him, is it just that much more emotional for you? Were you like, I expected that to go down 10 times out of 10? Or, you know, what, what, what was your feelings in that moment? Um, when, when he made the shot, I just like, I wasn't even excited because I done seen him do it so many times. Everybody yeah. else probably was. I would have been more surprised if he'd have missed it. Like he's, his his work ethic, his work ethic, I understood like why he made the shot. I understood everything. Like, I just like, that's just Ray. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, but I'm kind of biased because I played with him and I seen him every day. And I seen what he's capable of doing, so. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even get excited. I'm just like, <laughs> I was more so looking at him, put his how he get his toes down. Yeah, all of the other stuff, not even the shot. That wasn't even what was impressive to me. It was just because the dude and Tony Parker's running at him full speed. Like yeah. he can't, he can't even adjust. It ain't no time left. It, that was a tough shot. Like that was an unbelievably tough shot. Yeah, I mean, he's just like fat, you know. Uh, backtracking essentially to yeah. to the three point line, not looking at it like then to catch the ball and with everything you know, the guy running at you full yeah. speed, you can't <laughs> take him or nothing. Like it was a lot. Had to hit the three, elements. yeah. Had to hit it. A lot of elements to that. Insane. Be awesome to see you got you two, uh, you know, playing together. You know, maybe be in that four point squad or something. That'd be dope. Man, me and Ray could play together till we forty. He can shoot it. <laughs> He can he he knows how to play too. He was teaching me so much stuff. I learned how to come off screens and stuff, how to fade screens. Like I just learned a lot watching him. Learn how to take care of my body. I, that's who really turned me on to the health stuff. I'm like, dang, this dude don't get tired. Like, man, I'm tired running after this dude. I'm tired. But like he eat healthy. That's what man, Boston, that 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 opened my eyes to the work ethic, eating healthy. I didn't want to, I wanted to do right after that, for real. So with the big three, obviously it's been on a little bit of a hiatus, but is that something that you were following regularly, like when it was going on, or is it more like you just gone back and watched like all the games? Man, to be honest, like I just, um, I was just, I was just kind of curious just to see what it would look like. I just wanted to see what it was look what it would look like. And then I'm a YouTube guy. I stay on YouTube when Same. I'm at the house, like with the dog. So, <laughs> so, I, so I looked at it, I'm like, this looks dope. And I just started following it. Like it's it's dope how they how they do the how, highlights, how they do the mixtape. I like I like all the vibes with it. It's it's I wasn't expecting that for real. It was it went above and beyond my expectation, for real. Are there certain aspects of the league that you like just in terms of the rules? Like, obviously, there's there's supposed to be a lot coming in season four, you know, a lot of new changes, but that hasn't gone down yet. But just as far as, like, some of the things you've seen? 
I mean, it ain't really nothing to me. It's gonna be rules involved, but we hooping, so that outweighs it all. Is, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's just I'm I can't even. The the only thing that that I was looking at is going to fifty. Like I feel like I don't know. I don't. I ain't trying to be cocky, but we gonna get there fast. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that mentality. <laughs> I'm coming with blood in my eyes, so but we'll see what happens. So <laughs> yeah, fifty seems like it don't seem like enough points. It might seem like it after after a game, like we said, it's pretty physical. It's you know getting after it. Well, I'll tell you what they they did to sixty for one week. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I was there watching that live, and that was at least from a fan's perspective. I felt like I was there for like oh two days. <laughs> that that was a long time. Four years gonna have younger, it's, it's gonna be younger. We are gonna see though, because it, it is physical, but it's gonna be younger. Yeah, I think the guys were no disrespect. They were a little older, you know. They might have got yeah. tired, but fifty, like I can, I'm telling you, like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to sound cocky. That don't sound like a lot to me. I'm just being real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you put it in perspective, it's like, you know, maybe a half in the NBA. Not even, maybe yeah. not even now. I mean, like now it's like sixty or seventy they're getting to. So, man, I feel like I just. Feel- <laughs> Confident. I feel like 50 ain't, ain't enough, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> and I think, too, you know, with that first game, I don't think as many people came in prepared, you know, mm-hmm. comparison to like season two, game one, where they were just had a different mindset. They're like, oh, okay, well, we can't let this one team run it back and win mm-hmm. every single game, you know? I think, I think it's going to be, if they can get every, just get it, get the league and just get it, it's going to be real because people know me. They know how I'm coming. They, they, I, I don't think they want me to come out there and embarrass them. They know I'm coming. They know my work ethic. So I think that's gonna raise the intensity. No, not to pat, pat myself on the back. I just hold myself to a high standard. And yeah. when I get out there, I'm going like it's it's game seven for the first game. Like even if it's a preseason game, that's all I know. So I think the competition is gonna be. Yeah, I think captains are gonna love that about you too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hope so I go hard I try to every day so you you alluded to it um but I'll I'll close on this so let's say pretend like this is a little bit of a job interview with us you know if I'm a captain Ben and I are a captain we say Vaughn why are we why should we take you with our draft pick coming up what's your response to that man all I say is just come watch me work out (laughs) (laughs) I can can sit up here and talk all day man I'm the best guy and I'm gonna work out all no just come see me work out okay I'll leave it there game speaks for itself I love that yeah all right well I'm gonna end on a completely irrelevant question here but (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) in preparation for this another thing I saw too was you, you got a nickname the Dutch cookie What's the story oh, behind sure. that? Is that is that something that you even like are cool with running with, or is that something that just picked yeah, up? That, that, that name brings back memories. That's those are my Houston my Houston days. Like they they had it they had it going, man. They were marketing. They had it they had it going. Like that name brings back a lot of memories. I love that nickname. You know what I mean? It's my um my name wafers. You know, it's cookies and mm-hmm. bun. And stuff, so I didn't even know that until you know when it happened in Houston. But it's dope for me. So the Rockets actually came up with that? That's when it, it kind of, you know, began. You okay. Know, when I was, yeah, in Houston. Dope. I didn't know if it was like a teammate or something. They were just randomly one day <laughs> calling you that. Man, no, 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 no. Okay. That was like the fans. It took a life of its own. Damn. That's yeah. real. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys in the big three who instead of their their nick uh, excuse me, instead of their last names on their jerseys, they have their nicknames. Like, yeah, they rock the nicknames. Blue, Joe has ISO Joe. If you're lucky enough to get drafted, are we going to see Dutch Cookie on the back of the jersey? Nah, man, no. Nah, <laughs> Dutch Cookie, that's going to look kind of soft. I mean, I like that. <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. We'll just stick with your last name on the back. What? So. Yeah. Well, we hope to see it, you know, whenever the big three does drop, expected to drop this year. So, you know. We're going to be seeing you at the combine. Hopefully we see you on one of those teams, maybe running it with Ray, maybe running it with Joe. Who knows? But 
I hope so. Um, like I said, man, I appreciate y'all for having me on. This is big time. I, I've been out of sight, out of mind. This is, I'm even more motivated now. I worked out earlier, but I got to get back in the gym. So, you know, I talked a lot of people. <laughs> so I know a lot of them, people going to see this. So I need to I, I need to put more pressure on myself, which I like. So that'll make me work even harder. But thank you for um, having me, man. I really appreciate that for real. For real, though. We appreciate you coming Absolutely. on, man. We we loved hearing about your story, and we're excited to learn more about you know this journey's not over, right? So excited to hear Thank more you. about it and, and just see how you progress and everything. For sure, for sure, man. I'll be in touch with y'all, man. I'm gonna tap in with y'all for real. Absolutely, appreciate that. Thank you. Y'all be self, and I wish much success to you guys, man. I hope y'all blow this thing up, but y'all headed in the right direction. Thank appreciate you. Hey, that. Listen, we hey, appreciate same to you. You know, already, yeah. already. Peace and love. Take care. All right. All right, guys. That was our interview with Von Wafer. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We appreciate him coming on with us to talk and, you know, just about the big three process and where he's been. And I think I've gained a new respect for Ray Allen, to be honest with you. I don't know about you. 100%. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate everybody who listened on Dash Radio, everybody who's listening to this on your preferred podcast platform, everybody who's watching us on YouTube. Thank you, guys. We appreciate everybody. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate the podcast just to help us out so we can continue to grow and continue to deliver Big 3 content, especially with the season uh, coming up. You know, we really love, you know, Anthony and I, we would love to get to the bubble, you know, yep. and we're really fortunate enough where we it's absolutely a realistic goal for us, but all the help that you guys – uh, can give us just makes it that much easier for us so we really do appreciate that uh we're going to end it with our guy shaney 2k we made, we gave him a name drop in the first half of the episode so here is this week's edition to the big three plea as for everybody else who's not watching on youtube we will see you guys later Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.